Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan and as always, Ben, the best co-host in the entire world, is sitting next to me. Uh, you smell amazing after that lotion I gave you. Um, it's good to see you. How you been, big guy? <laughs> you. How do you do it like every week when you just like... Throw something at me and leave me. I have no. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> we, we've been we've been good friends for how long now? <laughs> I know, and you, it never ceases to happen. I don't. I just don't know how to. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Well, how you doing? Well, I'm not doing too bad, man. Thanks. The first, you could say thank you for the lotion. It puts the lotion on its skin, <laughs> on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of situation we have here at Young Stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Episode 57, this month in music history for December. Thank you so much for joining us. I honestly want to take a quick second to really thank you for uh, sticking with us and listening to Young Nostalgia. We consistently hit 20 or more downloads per episode. I know that in the grand scheme of professional podcasting, that's not very much. But for amateur podcasting, to have a religious group of listeners every week, it means a ton. Thank you so much for sticking with us. And uh, what we've been talking about for the past weeks is we're teaming up and working with our favorite Etsy retailer, Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch. That's Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch, R-E-E-L, Big Stitch. And she has all of your hand-knitted needs for Christmas and friends alike uh, as gifts through the holiday season. Emily has been with us since the beginning of Young Nostalgia and has a wide variety of products from beanies, scarves, pet accessories, anything that you can think of. She can help you out with custom orders, with yarn, colors, uh, you name it. Find her on Etsy at Real Big Stitch, by um, Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch. And now through December 31st, 2018, you can use code NOSTALGIA18 for an additional 10% off your purchase. That's NOSTALGIA18, all caps, no spaces, for 10% off your purchase. Always great to work with her. Um, I still have the hand-knitted beanie she got me a couple years ago, and I absolutely love it. Almost a daily wear for me. Um, I think it really brings out my nice bosom. Um <laughs> <laughs> ben, are you excited to start episode fifty-seven this month in music history for December? I, I am. I gotta go back to the, I gotta go back to the twenty downloads thing. Like, that, it's saying it like that makes it sound super depressing. Oh God! Well, we have five star review on Apple iTunes. I mean, they can't get much better I mean, than that. Oh, I know, and it's that, and I know that that's twenty consistent. It, a lot of mo. Uh, most often it does go up, but it's not like consistent downloads. It's like people finding it, downloading it after you know weeks after that sort of thing. Right. We um, we have been consistently with the same listener base, which is great because that means we're not mm-hmm. losing anybody, and it That's means a lot to very have you true. Guys here. Very true. So, all right, big guy, let's get this show on the road and forget everything embarrassing that I talked about. December 1st, 1982, what you got? All right. Epic Records releases Thriller, Michael Jackson's first solo album in three years. Quite possibly one of the greatest music videos of all time. Oh, for sure. And let alone albums. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it is one of the top charts of 
best-selling albums ever. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I it's kind of weird. We just uh, my brother and I, for whatever reason, were talking about it, and we looked it up and watched it um, just the other day. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, the other super fantastic one? Uh, Is it Smooth Criminal? Smooth Criminal, yes, where he does the lean. Uh huh. Uh huh. The who has the the special shoes and he does the lean. That's another fantastic one. Um, I agree. Those are, I mean, Michael Jackson had some really, really great music videos. Yes. I mean, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. I mean, I was, I liked him in the Jackson 5 as well as his uh, solo work, especially through the 80s. Mm-hmm. I think he was rocking. Um, I mean, it's hard not to like boogie down to some Michael Jackson when you hear that baby pop on. But uh, <laughs> I think, I think he really did define a generation of music videos for sure. Um, because, you know, he kind of changed it into more of like a movie or storytelling aspect of music videos um, that I think he really portrays well. Uh, just groundbreaking work. Oh, yeah. Especially with some of the uh, some of the long intros and the outros to the to the to the music videos. Almost it was almost like a, a short film kind of thing right. you know, with music in the middle. Right. Yep. Yep, and, and like, and just his moves, man. You can't, you can't top his moves. Oh, definitely not. Gosh, um, I love it. All right, I'll move on. I'll take December first as well. It's the same day, different year. Um, one December, year later. One year later. One year later. <laughs> uh, December first, nineteen eighty-three. Neil Young is sued by um, Jeffen Records for producing albums that are not commercial in nature and musically uncharacteristic of his previous albums. What what a ridiculous grounds to sue somebody about. (laughs) Well, it's so weird. I mean, who knows what the uh, the contract looked like when they were signed on to create so many records? Because usually it's like, hey, an artist signs on for a record deal. It's so many records and such a period of time, right? Right. So who knows what, like, the ground rules were for the record? I mean, we even talked about in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, how a lot of these record companies are like, this is not what's selling right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're going against the, the status quo. And so they could bring a, bring about anything to somebody. Maybe they were almost just like, you're changing and we don't want to be a part of it. So we're going to try and hurt your musical career. Yeah. And it, it that, and I just, I don't know how someone would, um, would bring about suing somebody like this. It's so subjective. You know what I mean? It's there's right. so much op- opinion in yeah. there. Well, when it's so weird, it's like you know, especially I mean, even nowadays, sure. But like, especially back then, when music was so progressive so quickly, you're trying to tell someone like Neil Young that his sound isn't characteristic of what it used to be. Neil Young was like the epitome of progressive folk and rock and who knows what. Like Neil Young yeah. is going to do whatever the heck Neil Young wants to do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. December second, nineteen sixty-seven. The Monkees get a record. Uh, excuse me. The Monkees set a record by achieving four number one albums in the same year. Four number one albums. That's insane. I would never even imagine releasing four records in a year. Um, <laughs> What? Yeah, that's crazy. And I have to think a lot of that is from the show, the TV show, which is um, where a lot of the monkeys, the the name uh, got big. Um, and so right. that's 
I mean, that's obviously going to throw your name out there ahead of any albums that, you know, you're putting out. Um, right. But regardless of the circumstances, four number one albums in the same year is, that's crazy. It is. Working overtime. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, moving on to December 3rd of 1979, 11 Who fans are trampled to death rushing to gain admittance for general seating at Cincinnati's Riverfront Stadium. Jeez Louise. Uh, that's... I, this is the kind of stuff, I just don't get it. Well, it's just as sad as the, the terrible stories you hear about Black Friday, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. come on, you guys are in a common space to share a common experience, and this has to happen. Yeah, I mean, people are dying over something so trivial as general seating at right. Cincinnati's <laughs> River. It's not even front row. <laughs> Granted, at least at least a hundred and ten percent of those people were high on something. I'm sure. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's it does make it easier to see how it happened, but it doesn't. It doesn't make excuses for what happened. Right. <clears throat> exactly. Oh yeah. I'm not trying to defend these people. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> ben, Ben's like, no, no, we're gonna go trample three people. <laughs> I, now I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. Now, now listen here, boy. I said now, boy. <laughs> December sixth, nineteen sixty nine. The Rolling Stones headline a free show at the Altamont Speedway in California. The Hell's Angels. The Hell's Angels <laughs> handle security and stab a man to death during the show. Well, there's your that's first some, mistake of hiring the Hell's Angels as security. That's that's like some hardcore security right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy Gosh, i don't even know i don't even know what to add to that like were they paid under the table like i want to know i mean the hell's angels aren't people to be messing with i don't know i mean it says a free show so probably not paid under the table they're probably doing it just as a service and to easy way to see the show i don't know <laughs> More like an easy way to stab somebody. <laughs> yeah. They probably just heard that, you know, this guy that they wanted to put a hit on, you know, oh, he's going to the show. We'll, we'll do security. Right. Dibs. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want do you want the next one? or, or uh, I mean, it's a long point, so I, I'd, I'd hate to take two in a row. That's all right. I'll take it. I just figured I'd... Uh, uh, the subject of this next event, uh, I didn't necessarily know a ton about, so I just wanted to throw in some some background info on him. Sounds on good. December 6, 1988, Roy Orbison dies of a massive heart attack at the age of 52. Not just a small heart attack, a massive heart attack. I didn't know they had different sizes. <laughs> they do. Um <laughs> Roy no, Kelton so, Orbison. Never mind. It's I'm it's not, not something to that. joke about, but it's no, it's, it's that's what we do. <laughs> Roy Kelton Orbison. We're terrible people. Roy, <laughs> Roy Kelton Orbison, um, April twenty third, nineteen thirty six to December sixth, nineteen eighty eight. Um, he was an American singer, songwriter, musician, mostly known for his powerful voice, extremely wide vocal range. Um, impassioned singing style, complex song structures, um, known for being very dark, uh, emotional ballads. Um, 
the combination of these traits led to many crit critics describing his music as operatic um, and nicknaming him the Caruso of rock uh, and the big O. While most male rock and while most male rock and roll performers <laughs> in the fifties and sixties projected a defiant masculinity, masculinity, many of Orbison's song instead conveyed vulnerability. Um, like I talked about before, with his wide vocal range, he often um, spanned all the way from baritone to tenor. And music scholars have suggested that he had a three or four octave range, which is tremendous. Um, and kind of just uh, adding a little bit more to his personality, um, he was often known for standing very still and solitary, as well as wearing black clothes that tended to match his very dark hair and dark sunglasses, which kind of just added to an overall mystery of his persona. But huh. not That's a super, yeah, he's not a super well-known guy nowadays, but he's, um, an interesting character and I, I'm glad that I uh, I decided to do a little bit of research on him and figure out um, you know who he was and kind of what he was about he's just kind of an interesting backstory right I mean very different from the times um, this he's not a stereotypical rock star for sure very very interesting thanks man for doing that you're welcome <laughs> December 7th 1949 Tom Waits is born. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> you know, actually, uh, I kind of accidentally put that one in there. Um, not that Tom Waits isn't important, but we don't really know much about him, and I was gonna skip it. Yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> God. Uh, I'll. All right, my bad on that one. I I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I won't trample you this time. <laughs> December eighth, nineteen forty three. Jim Morrison is born. Um. Wait, Talk where does he about... find his brown-eyed girl? Um, that's definitely a different guy. Are you sure? I am one hundred percent sure. It's Van I Morrison. Thought it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna delete that part. <laughs> that's all right. Jim we'll Morrison edit that is out. the door, isn't he? Yes, he is the Doors. Yep. Gosh. <laughs> what a dope. Can you please take the next point. Can you please take the next point? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was. Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> Why right, am I the also... worst person ever? <laughs> and you call me. You call me a co-host of Young Nostalgia. <laughs> Van Morrison. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that funny to begin with, but your just reaction to it was even better. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, December eighth, nineteen forty-seven. Greg Allman is born. Um, of the Almond Almond Brothers. Yes, Allman Brothers, also known for a uh, a gi the gigantic uh, nut empire. Um. <laughs> All right, also to round out December 8th, I'll just move on after that, too. <laughs> yeah, please, um, please just bury me the rest of the episode. Just act <laughs> like I'm not even here. Well, I figured there's three December 8ths in a row. I'll just, no, no, I'll just hit I them all. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll give you a little time, just a little time to get your act together. And we'll, 
December 8th, 1980, John Lennon is gunned down in front of his New York City apartment building after returning home from a recording session with his wife, Yoko Ono. Yeah, um, absolutely awful. I'm pretty sure they even have a special uh, spot on the sidewalk for uh, where the incident occurred, just outside his old home. Yes, yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was probably someone who had heard the recording or been around it and realized that Yoko Ono was there singing or something and decided that they probably needed to put an end to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god! I just oh jeez. I, I don't know if I should. And and are you saying that they missed the the person that they were meant to? Oh, I wasn't saying that at all. I'm just saying that they had to do something to get rid of that combination of that relationship. Artists. Yeah. <laughs> all right, move on, move on. <laughs> nope, nope. We're gonna stew on this for a while. <laughs> December 10th, 1967, Otis Redding dies in a plane crash. Man, it's kind of sad how many uh, amazing musicians died in plane crashes. You got John Denver, Jim Croce. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm a huge Jim Croce fan. Oh, my goodness. Jim Croce, one of my all-time favorites. It's just one of those people that... It doesn't matter what mood I'm in. If Jim Croce comes on the radio or Pandora or something, you can't... It's a sin to skip Jim Croce. I agree. It Operator, <laughs> can you help me place this call? Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and his career was, you know, just getting rolling, too. Oh, I know. It was so short. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I mean, and then they actual... released a Greatest Hits album years after he passed away. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, what? how many albums did he actually put out? It was like two I think it was just three. three. Yeah, I think it was just two, and then there was a compilation of his greatest hits. Right, and every once in a while you'll hear like a live bar recording or something like that, you know. Right. Not necessarily on an album, but. I I think I own his first one, his first debut album, and then his greatest hits compilation. I own two of them. Like like on vinyl, you mean? Yeah, yeah, on vinyl. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I think I have... I think I have one. I think I just have like the first greatest hits. I can't remember. But well, anyway. Between you and I, we have a complete set. We're meant to be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> December 11th, 1957. Jerry Lee Lewis secretly weds his third wife. Um, also his third cousin, Myra Gale Brown. <laughs> I don't know if That's, that stayed secret for very long. Yeah, probably why it was secret. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of weird. Right. Very weird. <laughs> um, all right. I guess I'll take the other December 11th one, too. Might as well. Might as well just take the whole show, you know? Well, I'll take this point. I'll take this point. I'll take this point. You know what? I'm just going to stop talking until you know <laughs> no, how to no. act. No, please. So you know please, how to behave. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody puts Nolan in the corner. <laughs> December 11th, 1964. Sam Cooke is shot and killed by hotel manager Bertha Franklin. That's just That sounds I, this sounds like a crazy story. It sounds like a Florida headline or something, you know. Yeah, right. Right. Straight out of like the New York Times or something. Yeah. <laughs> just take out is just be like Sam Cooke shot and killed by hotel manager. There you go. Yeah, it's 
is I don't know the backstory Jeez. to that, and I'm a bum for not looking it up, but I'm sure it's just something ridiculous. People people are crazy, man. I know. Absolutely crazy. He was probably like crazy high or something and was tearing, <laughs> tearing stuff up. I don't know. Uh, December 18th, 1943, Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones is born. Hooray. Yeah, he's still huge. going. He's still going oh, strong. Yeah, yeah, and he needs to stop. <laughs> they all need to stop. Yeah, I'm a Rolling Stones fan, but it's like, eh. It gets to a point that even your your old live recordings sound better than you do now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like a, it's like an old weathered piece of leather up on stage just kind of <laughs> flapping around you know <laughs> flapping around <laughs> is that a good visual <laughs> god i don't think i can ever look at them in the same way ever again <laughs> um, <laughs> december 23rd 1966 eddie vetter of pearl jam is born all right um not a huge Pearl Jam fan, but um, fairly influential band. Um, so, especially in the, in the whole punk, influential the whole punk event. garage, whole punk grunge garage band kind of uh, era for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, the birth of um, Eddie Vedder is you know it's a fairly eventful, oh fair, fairly eventful event in music history. <laughs> Sounds bad. <laughs> Whoa. Gosh, December twenty fourth, nineteen forty five. <laughs> Lemmy of Motorhead is born. Got a lot of awesome people born in December. Yeah, definitely. I remember it was a quite a big thing. It was a couple years ago that I think he died. Was it Lemmy that died a couple years ago? Uh, I think. I just remember. I remember there was a lot of stuff going on on social media about um, a death of a, a Motorhead member. Although well, I feel can't. Feel free to go. Go ahead and take the next point. I'm looking it up. Got if it. The internet, All right. If the internet decides <laughs> to work. December 26, 1940, legendary music producer. Wait, you're Andrew. talking too fast. You're talking too fast. It's not loading. It's not loading. Okay. Legendary music <laughs> producer and wall of sound creator, Phil Spector is born. All right. It still didn't load in time. Oh, wait. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> yes. He actually passed away in December 28, 2015. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I yeah. thought it was yeah. I thought I remember hearing his name in the news uh, a couple of years ago. Yep. Yep. All right, legend you were talking about legendary music producer and the uh, wall creating the wall of sound creative Phil Spector. All right. All right. So I was kind of researching this a little bit. Um and he was actually convicted back in 2009 of second degree murder of who was the actress? Um 2009 you said? Yeah, 2009, he was convicted for 19 years to life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, How did, I guess I wasn't into this kind of stuff back in 2009, but, so. But he was he was huge and influential in kind of turning the music studio of recording more into an instrument itself rather than, um, you know, just a place to record the music where the mixing and everything was an art in itself and, a, and an instrument, really. So right. that's kind of cool. Um, you still reading into him or should I move on? Uh, 
Well, a little bit. He also um, was influential in recordings of John Lennon as well as uh, George Harrison. Um, and he's also well-known for co-writing and co-producing the song You've Lost That Loving Feeling with the Righteous Brothers. I love that song. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. So he's currently in prison, and that's uh, that's where we're at. Actually, a little bit of the backstory <laughs> is that he took this actress home with him, something Clarkson. Oh, why can't I remember the name? Um, he took the actress Kelly home Clarkson. with him. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Um, <laughs> wait a second that was, that was bad i shouldn't have said that was, that. that was brutal <laughs> i appreciate Je- I, I appreciate kelly clarkson i appreciate <laughs> kelly clarkson oh that was an inadvertent roast <laughs> it was i'm so sorry oh my god lana lana clarkson he took him he took her to his mansion after they were together at a um Blue's House Cafe or, or something, and uh, they were together after getting out of the limousine for a little while, and the limousine driver heard a gunshot, and then here comes Spectre said, I think I shot her. I think. I think I shot her. And then he ended up being I, sentenced to second-degree murder. And I feel he was like that's not a thing that you... Uh, it was an accidental suicide because she kissed the gun. I don't really know. But What? Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. This whole thing is is derailing and it's becoming awful. Awful podcasting. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm just kind of dumbfounded at like I think I shot her. Like there's no real gray area on that. I don't know, man. You look at pictures of this guy, and he looks kind of just looks not shady. all there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. I guess I <laughs> you pretty much have to be. <laughs> right. Um right, go ahead and take the next one. We're on December 26th. All right, December 26th, 1968, Led Zeppelin begins its first U.S. tour. That's pretty awesome. I know you're a big Zeppelin fan. I am a big Zeppelin fan, in fact. I think it's always so interesting to me because a lot of times you you hear these British bands and, like, even though they're really big in the U.K., I mean, like, top charts, U.K., they still don't act like they've made it until they get a U.S. tour. Like, if, if they're not big in the U.S., they're nothing almost. It's weird. Have you ever noticed that? Like one of my oh, favorite yeah. bands, the nineteen seventy five, like they're not necessarily extremely big here yet. Obviously they've gotten bigger, but not necessarily like number one radio spot throughout the nation. But they're huge in the UK. Like right now they just released a new album and they're number one on the album charts. But you don't really hear much of them in the US and it's like they haven't made it yet. I just think that's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's kind of that way with any sort of media, you know. I mean, it's nothing is really uh, the United States is kind of the standard for entertainment, you know, like mainstream entertainment, right? Like playing in Madison Square Garden is like the thing to do. Yeah, or um, looking at it in the regards of movies and television, it's Hollywood, right? And every every everything every other country that has any sort of uh, film industry is like just emulating Hollywood, you know? Uh huh. Oh, I can I can see that. Or like uh, mm-hmm. Broadway and and all that. Right. Oh man, we skipped we skipped December twenty fifth, Christmas of nineteen forty six. We got to back up. Oh 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 oh! Jimmy Buffett got? is born. Buffet. Huh? Jimmy Jimmy Buffet is born. 
That's awesome. Talk about I a guy know. that just takes life in stride. I mean, he freaking performs with his shoes off and just loves every minute of what he does. Like I it's, know. It's amazing what he does. N- absolutely no one enjoys life more than Jimmy Buffett does. Oh, yeah. It's uh, fantastic. I mean, it's even listening to his music, you can just... He's not one of these people that... Some bands, sometimes it just seems like they or artists or bands or whatever you're talking about it seems like it's it just becomes their job right you know? right and jimmy buffett it's like well you know i kind of feel like making music today or i kind of <laughs> feel like laying on the beach right right you know? <laughs> i mean he, he and he can do both at the same time so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i like jimmy buffett i really do i'm not like a huge like not like a super fan but i don't know i i like jimmy buffett no, dude, I'm right there with you. I mean, it, it's hard to it's hard to say no when a Jimmy Buffett song comes on. Uh, yeah. But like, I'm not gonna go out and like purchase albums upon albums of his. But oh, exactly. He's, a, he, he's definitely an easy listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good way of describing it. easy listening. Right. Totally agreed. Um, you want to take the next one or? Sure. Okay, I'll jump all the way forward to December 27th because we, you know, kind of got mixed up a little bit there. Yeah. December 27th, 1932, Radio City Music Hall opens to the public in New York City's Rockefeller Center. Which that's I mean, that's a huge thing that has become it's just a a big name in media in general you know and this oh yeah. is it's just one of those things it's just like you were talking about uh you know you you haven't made it until you've played you said madison square garden but this is kind of the same thing it's you know you have a lot of artists it's it's a big it's a big item on the checklist for sure i mean it, it even ranges everything i mean rockefeller center heck uh i mean oh, yeah. it, it, it ranges everything from just like huge holiday gatherings like right now it, it's big into uh you know christmas decorations and christmas um themed performances um mm-hmm. you know it's just a huge thing for the city um and to be able to be booked there gets you so much exposure uh, i mean honestly you know if, if you're in new york somewhere you've definitely made an impact oh definitely i mean it, you just you aren't big until you've played at not necessarily Rockefeller Center or you know Radio Radio City Music Hall, right? Right. It's like you just don't matter until that happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter until you play in Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's a huge that's a huge checklist off people. Right. <laughs> People's list. <laughs> We're in the center of the United States. Come on, man. Anybody can come here. December thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. George Harrison is stabbed several times but survives after he and his wife, Olivia, are attacked by an intruder in their home outside London. Ah, uh, man. That's, that's crazy. I just don't get it. People do crazy, crazy crap, man. I don't get it. And I you just know, don't understand. This is something, you know, I was I was not aware of this until Me neither, show prep for this show. Obviously, it would have been a much bigger thing had he been... Uh, actually killed uh you know like john lennon was everybody knows about that but i feel like this uh attempted murder um of george harrison is 
something that just kind of slips through the cracks of time and you know it's you know even people like you and I who are not necessarily you know as crazy into the history of this sort of thing but we're more than the average person you know we don't know about this right and I mean it's something that I feel like would make headlines for like four hours of news right i mean even back Mm -hmm. i don't think back then they necessarily had 24-hour newscasts like we do now but uh it would be like a 10-minute blurb maybe not even that and then they would go on to talk about something else and then like you know 10 10 days down the line they'll be like okay george harrison's in stable condition was released from the hospital he's now back home and then end of story nothing ever gets talked about it again it's interesting to see um, you know, I mean, even for the longest of times, like when I was in college, uh, a mm-hmm. professor uh, I took a course with, we were talking about kind of this threshold of media um, and what breaks that threshold to even be talked about and brought into our living rooms. Um, and obviously, you know, this probably would have broken a threshold, but not necessarily broken a threshold for a long period of time. And I think you're right how it's just interesting how that slips through the cracks so much. I mean, we don't remember George Harrison for surviving a stabbing attack. <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh yeah very very interesting yeah yeah i agree and it's you know and you know i kind of adding to that a little bit i think um maybe a little of that is looking at it it's 19 or december 30th 1999 this is also before Ooh. the rise of social media where uh-huh. you know stuff goes into social media and it it's permanent you know, once it's out there, it's it's out there forever, and it pops right. back up, and people find it and rebring it back up and share it. You know, uh, people mark anniversaries of things. You know, on social media. Um, you know, so something that something that didn't necessarily take over the news cycle at the time would easily resurface with social media, but totally you know, agreed. Not, being in 1999 that's you know it would have been much much easier just to kind of fade away and everybody forget about it right Unlike and today, even then, some i i thought you were going down this road um look at the year man 1999 it's almost the turn of the millennium like people's minds were set more on are the, all the computers gonna rise against us <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is coming up on the december 30th you know it's uh-huh it's uh-huh. coming up Oh Weird. yeah, you know what? Oh, you know what? Let's do this year right now. Let's this year right now. Not right now, do, but do, you know what dual I mean. Dual episode. Like, let's talk about kind of you know here in the next week or so. Talk about the Y two K thing. That would be kind of interesting. That, that would, would be, be a fun, fun episode. Fun episode. Oh, dude, uh, we should we should reach out and see if we couldn't get somebody on real quick who kind of like lived through that, um, and and we're at a point in their lives where they either experienced and could understand like what people were talking about and feared um mm-hmm. and just kind of how how their mindset was back then yeah pretty much That'd be kind of pretty cool. much anyone 10 years ish older than us would have been old enough to realize what was going on you know right right ha good idea man okay <laughs> run right, to round this out all right december 31st 1943 john denver is born john henry dusendorf I think the name change was very much a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I sincerely hope that I didn't butcher that name. I was did my best to pronounce it as I thought it should be pronounced, but uh, I think you are spot on, man. Duchendorf. Yeah, yeah. That you know, it's not really. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. John Denver. <laughs> not, not really. It's a nice, strong media name. Right. Yeah. I don't think the I don't think the uh, country roads are taking you home with Duchendorf at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It probably that, would have been a lot different had he kept his real name. <laughs> right. Right. Uh that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for joining Young Nostalgia this week as we continue our journey through retro pop culture. As always, if you enjoy the show, please leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts. Um we're out there on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Castbox and a whole bunch of other podcast directories that if you feed into them, just search Young Nostalgia, you'll be able to find us. Please leave us a review and share. And we always want to hear from you, our listeners. Give us an email at youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. You'll see our social media badges on our Podbean page, youngnostalgia.podbean.com. And again, check out Cozy Knits by Real Big Stitch. You can use code NOSTALGIA18, all caps, no spaces, for 10% off your complete order of hand-knitted goods. That's episode 57, this month of Music History for December. Another amazing episode, one of our best ever, I think. I think every episode is our best ever. I think we're getting better (laughs) at this whole thing called podcasting. Ben, anything else, big guy? You know, I would hope we were getting better at it, you know, being <laughs> we, we're coming up on in, two huh? years in. Yeah. I think well over a year and a half. I but, agree. But, uh, yeah, I would hope we're, I would hope we're progressing a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I, the, I, I really like the, just the this month's in history in general, um, j- you know, not specifically music or just in general, like, I like the theme that we have going on beginning of the month, uh. Not only are they an easy show to put together, kind of an easy laid back kind of show, um, but we end up learning a lot in the course of either prepping or making the show, and I enjoy that quite a bit. Dude, I totally agree with you. That's one big thing I really love about this. I mean, a big part of this is you know Ben and I get to see each other a little bit more, um, which is fantastic uh, to keep in touch being so far away, but it's also like sharing this passion with each other and you, our listener, means a ton, and to learn together uh, and kind of either reconnect with what has happened in the past or, you know, share the passion like we are with us, where we just enjoy knowing and almost imagining what it could have been like back then. It's fantastic, and kind of bringing mm-hmm. a new spin on it with what we know now and how we interact with it. So, as right. always, great show, man. Thanks so much. Uh, as we always say here on Young Nostalgia, keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. We'll talk to you next week. Okay.